0: You are going to love this episode because we're talking about how to brand yourself however the hell you want to. So you don't have to do any particular thing that any particular person's told you to do. You could do what's true to you. Luckily, we're talking with a branding expert, Raquel Boris, the Chief Excitement Officer at True To You Branding, is gonna tell us how you can brand yourself, grow your business, get new clients in the door, but still be true to you. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a
1: minute. The leads are weak. You are weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now?
0: Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 132 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. Welcome. If you're new to the show, uh, I already introduced myself, so I I totally screwed up my my flow here. So let's just start over. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I'm a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate Podcast Network for the real estate and mortgage industry. I'm a national speaker on all things real estate marketing, social media, podcasting, and lead generation. I write a bi- bi-weekly column for Housing Wire, and I'm the founder of the Massive Agent Society, our one agent per market lead gen online course slash coaching program. And you can see if your market is even available over at massiveagentsociety.com. Don't just assume yours is there's a lot of markets still available, even big markets. So you might be surprised. But once it's gone, it's gone. So if you want to have a database of Facebook ads that have been proven to work all across the country, and in Canada, uh, that you just copy and paste and, and get leads, well, that's what we show you. And then we teach you what you know how to make adjustments what the analytics mean how to make how to make tweaks how to overcome any changes facebook makes so if you want to master lead generation go right now to massiveagentsociety.com check out our annual memberships which is about half off from the monthly cost uh, and you can become a member for a whole year so check that out all right, guys. Uh, today we're talking with Raquel Boris. She is a branding expert. She used to work for a couple different mortgage companies, helping loan officers to level up their branding, so to speak. So she's very she knows exactly what to do, like what specific things you should do. We talked about some of those things today, uh, but she, so she has she has experience in our industry. She's done so well that she's actually gone out on her own to start a firm called True to You Branding, where she helps people of all industries to get new customers in the door and, uh, and to do it through branding and not just conversion. So uh, we talk about the difference between branding and conversion. Uh, we talk about what you as an, as an individual agent should be doing right now, whether you're brand new and you've never done a damn thing with branding or you've been putting out content, but it doesn't feel consistent. We've got some answers for you and some stuff that you're going to like for everyone who has shared this podcast recently, I really appreciate it. I've noticed over the last few weeks, been, uh, I've been tagged in a lot more Instagram stories and Facebook posts where uh, where you've been sharing this podcast and that you enjoy this show with your with your friends and with your network. So I appreciate that to so everyone who's done that and everyone who is about to do that. Now that I've planted the idea in your head, so it is your idea; it's not mine. I'm just planting the idea, and you know, I guess that is me planting the idea. But thank you. Because that's how we grow the show. That's how we get a bigger audience, and the bigger the audience we get, the bigger guests we can we can get on the show. Uh, the easier it makes that to do. So help us out. Help me. Help you. Jerry Maguire style. All right. Let's get into the interview with Raquel Boris from True, blah, blah, blah. Raquel Boris with True to You Branding. Get ready to take some notes. This is good stuff, guys. What's up, guys? I'm here with Raquel Boris, the Chief Excitement Officer at True to You Branding. We have a treat for you today because Raquel has a lot of energy and a lot of great ideas and strategies, and she is a branding expert. Raquel, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How's it going?
1: What up, Dustin? How are you?
0: Fantastic,
1: Good. fantastic.
0: Um, so, branding—we can go in a million different directions, but yes. uh, I have—I want to approach this conversation from two different points of view. But first, anyone who's not familiar with you, and I know you—you you did some—you uh, know—you worked on the mortgage side of the industry mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, in the marketing area, um, but uh, for most real estate agents that may not be familiar with you, um, you know, who is Raquel Boris? How did you get started? You know, what brought you to this point? Um, you know, give us sixty seconds or so, and then well, let's jump into a conversation.
1: Yeah, well, I tell people all the time, I don't have all day. <laughs> you don't have yeah. all day. May, I might have all day, but you don't. Um, so I guess the basic sixty seconds is I was doing branding and marketing for a mortgage company. And I naturally just started putting myself out there and while I created a personal brand without even trying, <laughs> And uh, then I, I wanted to be able to help people in other industries. So I didn't want to just kind of be, you know, in a box with the mortgage and, and real estate space. So I decided to start my own business. So now I can help anybody.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And when did, you, when did you pivot? Was it around first of the year?
1: Uh, it was mid-January. So right before covid well, yes, I have always was that had a good really decision really good or a bad one. Yeah. You know what? I have to say hindsight. It was actually a great decision. Nice. Being that everyone's on the internet and everyone's on social media and that's where I'm at. So it worked out for me.
0: It's true. Yeah. I, every time I say this, I always feel weird because I know some people have had the opposite uh, experience with COVID and, you know, Obviously, it's not a good thing, but there's silver linings. And my business, uh, all th- like all three pillars of my business, exploded since February. Wow! Um, just because of what you said, it sped up a lot of trends that were already happening, mm-hmm. and you know, people were consuming a crap load more social media than they were prior because they're yes. at home, and a, a lot of more people weren't working. Um, it, it's it's one of those things. You put yourself in the right spot with you know what you think is going to be more popular in the future. And COVID comes along, speeds things up and boom, like you do well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And that was the thing is I did have a little bit of a, a breakdown right before though, because I thought, okay, gosh, mm-hmm. I'm starting my own business. And I will have to say in the beginning, it was a tough because of people, there was so much uncertainty that nobody was going to spend money on hiring a consultant for personal branding, right? They're worried about paying their mortgage and paying their bills. I know I was. So for, so then I kind of had to pivot with what I was doing on social media and that also helped. It was for my, to my advantage actually as well.
0: Totally. Yeah. There's a, it's amazing how much has happened and how much we've learned and progressed just since February. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's wild. I mean, yeah, (laughs) And I don't I know. even, we're not even in July yet. I don't want to know what's coming down the pike for July. Yeah.
1: I, I want to. I'm, yeah. I'm taking everything day by day, to be honest. I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's tackle today. And then we'll deal with tomorrow when I wake up tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So when you were, you were working at a mortgage company, yes. uh, what were you doing there? What did your day-to-day look like and how were you helping, um, you know, How are you helping the mortgage company to get more business?
1: Well, I was very blessed in the sense that, um, you know, I was already working with that company, but in a different capacity. And I naturally, I was doing business development for multicultural lending. And so I was already on social media. I was already really active on LinkedIn. And so then what happened was, is when a group of us moved, um, to a new, another company, they came to me and said, Raquel, because of your visibility and you already pretty much kind of have a brand, we want you to be in charge of our brand. So naturally I was, I guess the face of the company, if you will, because I was using my social media platforms to promote them. So they pretty much gave me all the freedom in the world to do what I wanted to do. They trusted that I was going to put them on the map. Say se. And I did in the sense that I was doing a lot of videos, you know, is smart about brand placement. I always had their logo on there or I had swag on or, you know, so then people started recognizing the logo because it was brand new. And, you know, the best is when my boss went golfing and a real estate agent went up to him and saw his t-shirt and was like, I know that logo. I know Main Street Home Loans. Like, where have I seen it? And we had just started. So it just goes to show you how powerful social media can be. If you're just like, you know, blasting your stuff on there, people automatically like perceive it as like, wow, you guys are a big deal. Right. And so people assumed right away that we were much bigger than we actually were, which is fantastic. And, you know, they're doing extremely well, but I also went hand in hand because I was promoting them, but still doing my personal brand. And that's essentially where I got noticed, where people were like, how is it that you're working for a company and you have a personal brand? Like, we want to be able to figure that out. And so that's why people started coming to me and asking me to speak at pan- on panels for social media. Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird how it, how it all kind of came into fruition, <laughs> To be honest. Just
0: by just by like moving forward every day and creating content, right? Is that
1: yeah? Just being consistent and yeah. having fun. I mean, I have a brand now, and people. I guess I would think that people would describe my brand as fun, positive, um, happy, trying to inspire, encourage. And I so think I that's
0: was, a fair assessment, Raquel. I've seen yeah, your, your LinkedIn videos where yeah, you're singing Blinding like, Lights yeah. by the weekend. <laughs> I've seen it.
1: Yeah, but that's me <laughs> naturally, and so you know, it was important to have my personality showcased as well. And people took to it. And then that's when I started realizing like, okay, we're all human. We all connect through emotion, through feelings. And so that's where like that whole personal branding element came in. And that's when I started just really kind of taking notice to other people's brand as well and started studying other people. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy how it all it I know it's like I keep saying I mean and I keep saying whatever but um, it it works people like there's it's hard to say that there's like an actual formula to it it's just putting yourself out there being consistent understanding who you are I think that's another key thing is that not a lot of people know who they are so that's where they struggle Right, you know, because a lot of your viewers or your um, listeners are real estate agents. You said, right? So, yep. I I think people tend to try to stay one dimensional because they think if I'm a real estate agent, that's all I have to show. But that's not that's not the truth. Like you, people want to do business with you and they want to get to know you and like you and trust you. And the only way to do that is by letting people know who you are as a person.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm I'm envisioning the Steve Carell. Thank you, GIF, because yes. uh, I have I say this all the time on the show, and I still get people that are like, eh, wait, I say, stop posting about real estate. And I mean, literally, don't post about real estate at all.
1: And they're, it, and they're like, what? They, they don't get yeah,
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I, because some of them like literally can't wrap their heads around, but I'm a real estate agent. I must talk about listings and open houses and market conditions and all this shit. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. If you want people to actually follow you and remember you and get to know you as a person. And so I say 10% of the time, like post 10% about real estate and listings and all that. Cause you know, you have to be promoting your, your listings so the sellers are happy. I understand that, but uh, it doesn't need to be the majority of your content and you don't have to do it in a boring way either. You know, we control how we post certain things and how it's portrayed. So um, on that on that line of thinking and you say you know people want to get to know you so they can know like and trust you how can how can an agent or a loan officer do that through social media
1: well first of all they have to decide what platforms they're going to choose to be present on and once you choose it you have to be committed to that platform you know i i committed to linkedin that was my platform and i'm still really committed to it yep. uh, as i know most people are on facebook that's where they feel like their clients are. But I am starting to tell people like start getting away from Facebook and going on other platforms. Cause also what's happening is I believe for instance, Facebook starts getting saturated. Right. And so if you want to stand out, then you got to go somewhere where maybe not everyone's there. And there are not a lot of real estate agents right now, or even loan officers on LinkedIn because they feel like their audience is either on Instagram or Facebook, but that's the whole point. Put yourself somewhere that nobody else is on, you know, and then right. just start. Well, see, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? Okay. Cause you want to be yourself. You want, I asked a you a very broad plan. question
0: that we could talk for yes, four hours. I know, on, I so. know.
1: But like, this is yeah. where something that I really learned is that you still have to trust your network and your and what you're doing. So I tell people, yes, you have to be yourself, but you have to do it in a way where like we're saying real estate agents don't talk about real estate, but at the same time, you can't come onto like a LinkedIn platform and just have it be all personal. Cause then people might be like, who are you? Like, why are you coming on here? Just kind of sharing your life with us without us even knowing, having gone through the journey to get to know you, if that makes sense. Like I brought people through a journey to get to where I'm at so it's the same thing with it comes to social media because you, that trust is so important with with your audience it really is and so i would tell them to start by educating like people want to know what's going on but do it in a way where it's not boring <laughs> i think everyone kind of does like your mundane video of like, oh, the interest rates or the real estate market um, uh, the there's worst. a way, yeah there's a way to educate people within the industry, but do it in a fun way and do it in a way that's just natural where you just kind of get in front of the camera and it doesn't have to be perfect it's the you know the background doesn't have to be you know all like set like you're in a you know studio I mean we're all at home at this point, so everyone knows that you, <laughs> you might be in your living room or in your bathroom i don 't know yeah. um, but I would just pick that platform, start being consistent with it. So when you do post, try to post at least once a day. I mean, I don't believe in Gary Vee's like post a hundred, you know, things a day. Like that's a little excessive, I believe. But if you just start posting one thing a day, then, you know, obviously then the algorithms start picking it up too. And then if you start getting engagement, then more people are going to see your posts. Like it's a process, there's so much that goes into it, like you said, we could talk all day about it. Um, but that's another thing too: is people understand that it is a process. You have to be patient with it. You're not going to be like Insta famous or LinkedIn famous or fi- Facebook famous overnight, <laughs> or yes. what you know. You're not going to be that agent that's suddenly going to blow up within a week because you started posting on your social yeah. media.
0: Like, I think a lot of people think uh, thought that TikTok would be that that just by going over there and dancing that they'd blow up within a week or they'd two. They go like
1: viral and suddenly everybody knows who they are. Yeah, that's that. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I've been on LinkedIn for almost seven years now.
0: Yeah, so and you're not, at what like, like some- nineteen, twenty thousand followers. At this point, I
1: think I'm at like 19,000, and I don't connect with everyone either. I, I tell people I could have, I probably have double, to be honest, but um, I still, once again, try to keep my my network uh, of quality. Not saying yep. that if I don't connect with you, you're not quality. It's just it has to make sense for me. There has
0: to be some relevancy there too, you know. Um, yeah, because yeah, the
1: engagement that I get is really good engagement. Like I'm so yeah. proud of my of my network because when people comment, it's really insightful it's thoughtful. Um, they, they add value in their comments. And that's, that's another thing too, that you can do for a lot of people that don't feel comfortable posting yet, engage with other people's content, you that's know, because right. people can see what you say. And I've gotten a lot of people reach out to me because they saw me comment something on some one of their second degree connections and we weren't even connected, but they liked what I had to say or I'll see other people's comments and I'll be like, Ooh, who's that person? I'll look at their profile. And I realize, like, Ooh, I got, to want to be connected to that person. Um, so that's, Great point. that's, that's a biggie too. And I was especially LinkedIn too. and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook, even Instagram. I think, um, I'm not like too savvy when it comes to Instagram, but I hear that also the algorithms on Instagram want you to comment as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like the, I, I the, was the thinking engagement um, there too, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Instagram is all about engagement with stories. I mean, the feed posts are kind of like, eh, they're just there now. Yeah, but It's all stories. about stories and yeah. engagement within stories for sure.
1: And so that's um, the thing too, is, you know, if you want to just start doing stories and you can have fun with stories, that's, what's really cool. I love doing stories cause I'm creative. So I love like getting fun gifts and then doing, you know, the, the filters and, and I, and I have fun with it. And you can definitely have fun with it, too. It doesn't have to be, once again, all real estate, but you could have fun doing real estate stuff on there, too, where it's not your typical flyer, like we said the other day.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, freaking flyers on Instagram or, oh, geez, it's bad. Um, it, so it's very important that you know the culture, if you will, or the language or the, uh, you know, yeah, the language of the platform you're on. LinkedIn has a certain expectation of a business setting. You know, right. like there's some expectation of, you know, we're here to do business, but it doesn't mean it has to be boring or that you put out, uh, you know, press releases all the time. Um, Facebook is just kind of a mix of everything. Uh, Instagram stories, super laid back. It, mm-hmm. You're expected for those to be informal fun, have personality. If you're just talking in some mundane, boring voice about your open house from 11 to two,
1: yeah, uh, gonna not going like to go skip so well. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Do you know that got LinkedIn
1: know. LinkedIn's going to have LinkedIn stories. They already have it I released was gonna in ask you Australia about that. and in other yeah. countries and the States we're always behind when it comes to stuff like that. Um, yeah. So we'll get it eventually, but that goes to show you the fact that LinkedIn is, is, having stories now they want to see behind the scenes. They want to see yep. more of that. So, and that, cause that, and obviously they beta test and they do the research. And so the fact that they're doing that means that their audience wants a little bit more fun on that platform.
0: For sure. And it's funny how on LinkedIn, I see, well, not just on LinkedIn, but conversations elsewhere about LinkedIn stories. A lot of these purists, these LinkedIn purists, they're like, well, we can't do stories. You know, this is a yeah. professional platform bullshit. Everyone's going to love it. Everyone's going to use it, whether they use it day one or month six, they're all going to use it.
1: Oh yeah. Like if I had it right now, I would be doing a story of the two of us on doing this podcast. I would absolutely be like, Hey, say hi. And then I would have posted it on my LinkedIn because this is the behind the scene. And then they get to see this room, the chaos that's going on around it. (laughs) You can't see it, but that's like the fun part of it all. And it's, and it just go, and it just humanizes everything too, because yes, yes, we're doing business, but once again, there's a person behind the business.
0: Yes. So bringing this back to the branding conversation. And, uh, so I think a lot of people believe, and I used to believe this too, that, that branding was a logo put somewhere, put on a video, put on a t-shirt or whatever, uh, put on a baseball field. Um, but that's a, that's just one way to brand. Correct. How else can an agent brand themselves, uh, in this world of social media?
1: It should, I mean, well, someone who said it, that your brand is your reputation is what people say when you walk out of that room. So that's how you have to treat it. Like when you're on social media, like what, what you, what do you want your reputation to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you want people to perceive you? What do they want? What do you want them to say about you? So, you know, when I started realizing that people were paying attention to me, I'm like, all right, now I really have to kind of be aware of, of how people are going are gonna to perceive me. Yes. And so for me, it was really important to not do certain things. So, you know, I'm a very positive person and there can be negative stuff that happens obviously. And I try to stay away from that because I also try to view it as what do I like to see? Mm-hmm. And I love to see people that, are making that's me marketing laugh.
0: 101 right there. And, and very few people do it, Raquel. They don't ask themselves, what would I want to see?
1: Yeah. And that's and that's essentially what, what I do is I'm like, I gravitate towards people that make me laugh, that don't take themselves seriously, that could care less if they're on camera with makeup or without any makeup on, um, with a baseball cap. They, you know, look at life in a, in a positive way. And so I was like, that's exactly what I love to see. So I want to be the same. Like, and so that's essentially kind of how I, I guess, mutated, mutated, <laughs> mutated into, into Raquel Boris, the brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tell people all the time, like, who do you like emulate who you like to, to watch or see, you know, yeah. like,
0: yeah, there's nothing so, wrong
1: with emulating people. It's flattering.
0: Completely agree. <laughs> Everything that you put online is branding, whether it's Absolutely. good or bad, you know, yeah. it, you're branding somehow. So being conscious of that fact is is key. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about how you dress or your appearance for a second, because there's so many people out there that like, if you're going to be wealthy or successful, you need to wear a suit. Like you may be plenty successful wearing a t-shirt and jeans, but if you wore a suit, you'd be so much more successful. I think maybe for some. But but like as a blanket statement is it's absurd. If I wore a suit, I would feel so uncomfortable and unnatural mm-hmm. that I people would feel that. Like I wear a black hat that like that's now become kind of my thing. Partly because I'm just lazy and I just have black hats, <laughs> so I just will just wear a black hat now. Um, and I wear jeans. I wear try to wear nice shoes and you know a t-shirt. So that that's me. And I, I like the way I feel and I can perform at a high level. I think, um, do you feel like what's your take on that conversation that you must dress up? Guys must wear a suit or a tie. If you're going to be successful, if you want to reach that next level, you've got to do that. Is that accurate?
1: Well, I have to say with COVID, all of that's going out the window, I believe. Okay. Because everyone was at home. You would look I would think kind of ridiculous if you're in a suit doing like a conference call and everyone else is kind of like dressed down and right I
0: think so then you look yeah like
1: I think it would look a little bit odd and and not only that like no one was doing conference you know uh, room meetings or whatever so it's like it just didn't make sense So I feel like everyone's kind of like stripped down a little bit yeah feel like that's going to take a huge shift because of this. But yeah, with the, with the whole suit thing, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, ugh. I like when my bosses come to work with like jeans. I had a boss who would come into work, like never dressed up and I loved it. And it just, everybody else loved it. Cause they felt more like they were on his level, if you will. Cause I think also right. what happens with the suit, it's almost like an intimidation factor for some people. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm the type of person where like, Hey, let's just all be comfortable and
0: yeah. <laughs> not try yeah. to like
1: put on a persona just because yeah. you feel like you need to. I mean, I, I, I do conference calls with baseball hats and no makeup on. And, um, I definitely like I would go to work with a baseball cap and jeans and flip flops. And yeah, I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm not going to be taken seriously. Cause I'm not dressed a certain way. I mean, Believe me, I do like suits for women though. Like when we go to conferences and everything, sure. like I do like to get into nice dress and suit, but that's because it's I- It's a it nuanced conversation.
0: That- it, yeah, it's a nuanced conversation. It depends on when and where uh, you're you're dressing up and, and all of that. Like, you know, I wouldn't be wearing shorts and flip-flops and a tank top while doing a keynote in front of a few thousand people. Right, well, it's like I respect, right?
1: Like, like there's that respect level there that obviously out of respect, you're not going to do that, but- yeah. But having to like dress a certain way in order to be seen a certain way or be taken yeah. seriously like that, I don't, I don't believe in.
0: Now there are a lot of agents out there and some title people for sure. Some that uh, some that I'm pretty close with that they wear like the nicest suits possible all the time, and that's part of their brand. They've ch- they love it. See, I don't. Um, so our, I assume clothes are important. For your brand, or they can't. If, it, be, if, if you,
1: that's you, like for if instance, that's you, my friend Ed Stulak, which a lot of the listeners probably know who he is. So yeah. he, you know, he loves to dress up in his suits. Like that's like he genuinely like he loves it. Like he loves to go to the tailor, get all decked out, and so that's part of his brand.
0: Right, and that's was one pretty, of those I was talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yep. but it's him, and I know him. We're friends. It's right. so not doing it to try to put on this certain persona. No, it's because he. That's what he loves. And and, it, yes. and and it comes across genuine and sincere because of that. So right. someone like him, it, it makes perfect sense. But you can definitely tell when there are people that are just doing it because they think they need to.
0: Yes. Uh, it, it's a nuanced conversation. Yeah. You, you, they're... Yeah, so don't feel like just because you are a real estate agent now that you have to talk about real estate all the damn time, or that you have to wear a nice shirt and a tie or a suit. And for God's sakes,
1: right?
0: My my career really started to get good when I just embraced who I was. I just started dressing how I wanted to. It, like, uh, I, it's not like I'm dressing like I'm going to the gym all the right. time, but uh, I don't know. Just. Uh,
1: Yeah. But you felt comfortable. And so when you're, when you feel comfortable, it's like you act differently too. Yes. Right. I mean, I think that, I think that's the problem too, with like social media is a lot of people get in front of the camera and do videos. And that's what happens is they feel like everything has to be perfect or they have to sound a certain way. And so then it comes across ingenuous and that's where, that's the problem. So that's why when I get in front of the camera, if I'm a goofball, I'm a goofball. It's me. Like the one of the biggest compliments that I get is when people meet me in person or or talk to me. They're like, "Oh, you're just like you are on your social media. Like you're the same you are with your videos. Like I feel like I know you." I'm like, "Yeah, that's because that's me. Like I'm not pretending to be somebody else." Um, but it's that's it's why they're hard connected in people. the first place.
0: You know, yeah. that's why you were able to make a connection is because you weren't all polished and you know scripted and you know you're yourself. Right. Um, And there
1: are some people that are very polished and scripted and that's their thing too. Like once again, like. And that's how they are in real life. And that's how they are in real life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that at the end of the day, you just have to be who you are. And that's why I call, you know, my business true to you, branding because as long as you're true to you, like it's all going to be okay. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yep. Absolutely. Just be
1: yourself and you'd be surprised how many people will connect with you. And how many people will be able to resonate with what you have to say. It's just the initial doing it mm. that's that's really difficult for a lot of people. Um, and and yeah. that's like where I, I kind of come in with my consulting. I'm almost like a therapist slash cheerleaders <laughs> because <Like, laughs> it, it's all psychological for people. Oh, totally. It's, especially
0: it's, if they're trained and mentored a certain way by somebody who is different personality-wise. My mentor, right. my first few years in real estate was very different for me. He dressed up, told me I had to. If I'm going to if I'm ever going to sell a home, I have to dress up too. Hated it. <laughs> Hated, I, I looked like one of those jackasses on their way to their court date. Oh you know my like gosh. It, it just <laughs> just did not look right. Um, but when you when you are yourself and that that comes down to the platforms that you decide to do content on. Mm-hmm. The way you do content is it video, is it podcast, is it written, is it whatever. Um, what you say, how you look, uh, all of that. Uh, when you when you are authentic, you attract the right people. You're going to repel some. Yeah. You're going to repel some people, but those people aren't the right fit anyway. Yeah, so. I think
1: that's what people forget too. They forget like, why do you care? Like the people that don't like what you have to say or what you're doing. Like, why why do you feel like you have to please them? Why do you even want them in your circle or in your network? Right. I mean, that just that doesn't make sense to me. Like anymore. It it back in the day, like I remember I used to be like, oh, I have everyone needs to like me. I was such a people pleaser. And now I'm like, why do I care about the people that don't really like what I say or what I wear or what I do? Like why yes. why do I want to please those kind of people?
0: Do you feel like you progressed into that mindset you have now? Um well, okay, how do I word this? When I when I was starting out in the business, I had such a lack mentality. I needed business, I needed to close deals, I'd work with anybody, I'd drive two and a half hours to to show a freaking house. Um, right. like. But then as I, as I went further on in the business, uh, and I, I've been an agent for over nine years now, I realized that I can pick who I want to work with. And guess yeah. what? You'll actually attract those clients. So, you know, if you switch your mindset to one of abundance and there's plenty of people out there, you can just pick the ones you want to work with and who are, you're going to get along with and who will like you for for you. How did that, do you think that it came from like a, a scarcity mindset back then and you just kind of progressed to an abundant one or or was it just maturity? Um, was it-
1: um, I think experience? for me, it was maturity um, and it's also integrity. Hmm. Like I- Explain because that. Because- when I first started, I, you know, I had a couple people that are also branding strategists and their biggest piece of advice was don't just take any client just to take a client because you're going to get people that are going to be assholes and then they're going to just want to use you for certain things and make sure you align with those type of clients. So already from the start, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to be picky, even though I'm just starting my own business and I can't really afford to be picky but once again i was like i it's my integrity's on the line too so if i take on a client who's you know not the best client but i'm taking them on because of the money that doesn't make me look good either and it doesn't make me it wouldn't make me feel good like i love that every client that i've had we've aligned with our values, with just the way they see things, the way that they want to work with me. They think outside of the box. So I've been really lucky. But once again, it's because they already felt like they knew who I was. So I was already attracting those type of clients because when they come to me, they already know like, this is who I'm going to work with. Right. And so um, that part, I've, I've been really lucky where I haven't had to like fire any of my clients or anything. Yeah, but once again, because I'm attracting what I'm putting out
0: there. Absolutely. Well, I've had to, I have had to fire one. Um, <laughs> and it was the best thing ever. But it was because I was ignoring the advice of my mentor who said sometimes the best client is the one you don't work with. And I never quite understood that until I got one of those nightmare clients that we didn't align personality wise. Um, they were very analytical, yeah. v- like uh, like an engineer would be. Uh, even though they were not an engineer they were a dog breeder but uh <laughs> I'm not that analytical at all and we just uh we just clashed on a lot of stuff and and I kept working with them for a while because I'm like I need this commission yeah and when you when you oh, man it's just such a bad place to come from and then I realized uh because I finally listened to my mentor he's like let them go to find someone who's gonna be better for them like exactly. you guys don't you're you're not the right fit so let them empower them to find someone who is you, and know, that's you can okay. focus your time. It's and it's more it's than not okay. not necessarily
1: means that like you're a bad person or they it just some people just don't mesh. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's it's more than okay. It, it's ideal. It's yeah. optimal. Like let somebody who's not the right fit for you work with somebody else if you can refer them to somebody else and and get a referral fee if that's the right situation, fantastic, but if not, let them go. Now you've just freed up your time and even more important than your time, your mental energy to focus on those who do value you and want you and are aligned with you and are a good fit for you, and who will likely lead to a great long-term relationship afterwards. When you attract the right people, mm-hmm. it, you're you have more fun, you enjoy business more, and you're probably going to get more referrals uh, because you're you're you know they already know who you are through your content and they're similar. So it's just it's such a, an important shift that took me way too long to make. And, and I wish that, um, that I could have just, I always have to learn things the hard way or I have to learn them for myself. Yes. Someone can tell me what to do a million times, but I have to actually learn that they're right. And that's just me. So hopefully you guys listening are not that and you can just <laughs> say, I'm just going to start attracting the right clients from day one. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, but- and
1: then your clients, like you know, make them into super fans. Like you know, Brittany Hodak, who's amazing, and she she does the circuit too with the, about super fans. Same thing, like you know, have them become your, your marketers too. Like, I think people don't realize like the power that that client has with their social media as well. So if you are having, if you have like the best client and you guys have this great relationship, like, believe me, your client will want to promote you and help you. So you'd be like, Hey, would you mind like doing a little bit of a social media post about like working with me or like, let's do a video together. Like that's a whole nother thing too, that I'm not a lot of real estate agents take advantage of. Like, you see the testimonials, the quotes, the reviews, but I mean, come on, like how many people actually read those when they put their like, Oh, my latest testimonial or I love my clients. Look at how, like what they said about me. It's why not do something. Yeah. Like why not go to your client and be like, Hey, Dustin, would you mind if we did like a little fun video together? Or if we just took a fun picture and you know, you said something or I don't know. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do that you'd be surprised totally. that would be really cool and different. And we would stand out. Yes. And then people would start, um, kind of like expecting that out of you. Like Casey, you know, she was having the boomerang, like I was doing a lot of boomerangs back in the day too. And it got to the point where I'd go to conferences and everyone's like making fun of me. Cause I was making them do boomerangs, but then suddenly everyone's asking to do them with me. Right. Cause everyone <laughs> like knew I was that. And it's like with Casey and then with her hats, like, It's, you're, you're, you know, starting this brand for yourself and, um, and it can happen in a very organic way. If you just start like having fun and just start posting and different, like, ah, (laughs) like I I wish I could, it's like,
0: (laughs) I'm going to give you the, the biggest softball question ever. Um, so for anyone who is not really focused on branding at all or maybe they don't have any online presence and they're like they keep hearing branding you've got to start building I know, a brand they're like yeah what what are some of the the first things that they should do if they're if they're just getting into um, consciously branding themselves online what should they be doing
1: I would start studying other people. That's what I did. When I got on LinkedIn, like I would just kind of scroll through my feed and went, and I would take notes. <laughs> like I literally would see what people were posting. I would see their engagement. I would be like, okay, uh, people really like selfies or they really like when someone talks about this. Um, so then you start kind of taking notes, uh, start following people that you admire, that you emulate, that are already on social media, start seeing what they're doing maybe take some tips from them, start engaging with their content too. I mean, it's going to be baby steps. So don't, you know, everyone gets so overwhelmed. Yeah. Just start little by little, little, just going on whatever platform you are and just start seeing what, what, what people are doing because it changes too. Like I have to constantly kind of keep up with what the trends are and what people are doing. I mean, I, I myself am surrounded by a bunch of you know social media branding experts, if you will, and um, I collaborate with a lot of them too. Yeah, yeah. And we we talk and we give each other advice. So there's nothing wrong either with reaching out to that person. Maybe there's that real estate agent that maybe might be competition. I don't know, or maybe is in your in your state or there's nothing wrong with reaching out to that person if they're already on social media and doing a lot and be like, Hey, any like advice, or maybe you can kind of help me out. Like you'd be surprised how many people are willing to help.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it just, uh, it's something that frustrates me about those. And this is not just agents. This is not just our industry, but it's, it's a human thing. Uh, it really frustrates me. And I think it frustrates me because I was this way for so many years, the majority of my life. When I, when I see somebody who's stuck, they don't know what to do, they're confused, they're struggling in their business, but they never ask for help. They never ask, hey, how can I get through this? Or I'm really struggling getting listings, what can I do? Or hey, I don't even know what which questions to ask, but I'm not doing well right now. And asking someone that they look up to, uh, the it, it's really frustrating seeing those that just don't ask. Um, I don't know why that is. Yeah. but. I mean, I know why that is. I didn't want to bug people. You know, I, I was like, I, and it came from an insecurity, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to bug people, but I would let my life deteriorate and my career deteriorate because I didn't want to bug someone else theoretically.
1: Right. No, I mean, if they, if they, if they don't
0: respond, they don't respond, but, you know, at least freaking try to get help.
1: Yeah. And I think more and more people are realizing that it's important to ask for help. It's important to get advice. It's important to just be like, Hey, I mean, I have actually quite a few um, young women that have reached out to me via LinkedIn and be like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with my social media and my branding. Like, can you just kind of, you know, kind of mentor me in a way or help me out a little bit? And I love that. And I don't look at them as like, oh, great, I'm going to help them blow up and then they're going to be my competition and there goes my, you know, brand. No, like, I don't see it in that way at all. If anything, people appreciate when they know that you're helping others as well and so that's another thing too that I tell you know real estate agents all the time like why aren't you helping promote your local businesses why aren't you guys teaming up with other people and you know help each other out collaborate once again um yeah ask for help it's okay it doesn't make you look weak either you know what I mean like that you know what you're doing I mean that's
0: how you get people to to, uh, respect you you know, it it's not, it's not cool or respectable if you just sit there while your career falls apart, waiting for stuff to fall into your lap. Like nobody's going to respect that. They're going to respect that, if you're yeah, proactive. That, yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, well, that's your fault because you didn't ask for help or you didn't try to this or you didn't try that. You just kind of let it fall to pieces because of pride or whatever. Yes. You know? So yeah, I would, I would start. Scrolling through and, and you know, whatever social media platform you want to be on, and and just see how it works too. Because, yep, that's another thing too with COVID. I think we released a lot of wild animals (laughs) onto social media that we, oh god, yes, barely like understood it, and then they got on it, and then they were just like had no clue. And so, that's like a detriment too. (laughs) When you get on there, you're just like, whoa, who is this person? What are they saying? What are they doing? Um. So yeah, do a little research.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, in fairness, I do. I'm in the camp that it's better to put something out than nothing because, especially if you're doing video, you've got to learn. You, you, if you're nervous, if you're nervous to do video, the best thing you could do is do a video.
1: Yeah, uh, or grab someone to do it with you, or do a yes. Zoom call, like like record a Zoom. I've done that before with people that. Haven't done video. I'm like, well, let's let's record our, our our call and then I'll let you have it and then you can post it or I'll post a snippet of it and then they feel more comfortable because it's not just them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you've gotten to this this point where you went out on your own, you started your own company, True to You Branding. Yes. And you, so reading between the lines, you're you're kind of like, I can't believe this happened. Uh, it was just you putting out content and being yourself on LinkedIn and some of the other socials uh, what, what were you talking about? What were, I know you were just being yourself and letting people get to know you, which is the magic of right. video on social. Uh, that's where the connections made. And and honestly, I feel like whenever you make mistakes, if you lose your train of thought, if you screw up, if you get tongue tied, that's the best thing that could happen because people well, hello, relate just to it.
1: You're on this freaking call. Like I was tongue tied, you know, like in the beginning, the same thing yeah. where I still kind of, I have so much in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sound all wrong
0: <laughs> yeah but that's what makes you likable and people can relate to that if you're if you're the evening news anchor that everything sounds scripted and polished and you know your voice inflection is right. perfect it's very hard to uh sure you may like that person but it's it's hard to really relate to them so um wow so I completely content, like, got yeah, off so on another was, tangent no, here no,
1: no. so basically um, I always try to talk about something that is some, that happened to me that is going to, I don't know, give some insight, uh, you know, I mean, for instance, this is like pretty much kind of what propelled, uh, my brand on LinkedIn. Like I saw a big shift actually with my engagement was I did 31 days of no alcohol, no alcohol, yoga every single day and clean eating. And I didn't plan on recording a video every day of it, but I recorded the first one, or I think right before I said, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. And I did it because I wanted people to hold me accountable, right? I'm like, if I tell thousands of people, this is what I'm doing, I'm super competitive. I'm like, then I gotta do it. And so then the first day I did it and I documented it. And then the second day I documented it. And then everyone started being like, oh, are you doing day three? So it just, I, I did all 31 days. But what happened was is that, everyone's like, you had something to say every single day. It's because what happened was is I learned something about myself in the process. Cause when you don't drink alcohol for 31 days straight and you're doing yoga, like a lot of clarity comes into place. There was a lot of stuff that I learned about myself. And so I, that's what I talked about. Because if you think about it too, successful people, they also have to grow and there's that personal growth element there and it's learning about yourself and the self-awareness and that's just as important in your business as anything else. So by me talking about that and how, and being vulnerable and super transparent about, like, I had one day where I was like, I didn't realize how much I used alcohol just to kind of numb my feelings because I actually had to like sit through my feelings. So then I was talking about how I learned to sit with them, acknowledge them, let them pass. I mean, so many different things where people were like, wow, like that's really great stuff. And that's something that I struggle with. Or, um, so that, that right there just proved to me how important people like it was to be vulnerable and really just talk about all aspects of your life. Because at the end of the day, like that's going to help like everything.
0: Yes. That's what makes you a person right? that people, Yeah, that- I mean
1: your mental health, you're all of that stuff. And that's why I talk about mental health awareness all the time as well. Cause that's just as important in the corporate world and in the business world because of the stress and the anxiety and the pressure and all of that. Um, so, yeah, it just got to the point where I was talking about things that people could relate to, period. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Wow. Well, and and, <laughs> and what do you know? People connect with you. Like minded people connect with you. It's, yeah. And uh,
1: remember, there's like what, seven, eight billion people in this world? Like you're right. going to have people that connect with you. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: You just have to do it consistently. And, and you have. And uh, okay. So, final question here for okay. those who have been, Uh, they've been putting out a bunch of content they've they've been themselves but they they're like how can I really start to do a better more uh uh, more intentional job of branding what if you've just been putting out articles and videos and all this stuff but it feels inco uh or not incoherent but um Um, not um, consistent right or or not um
1: or just kind of all over the place I guess or
0: Yeah, yeah, just kind of all over the place. What can someone do to really consciously start to improve their branding with the content they do?
1: That's a really good question because I still struggle with that, to be honest, because Hmm. I still feel that people think I'm all over the place because I do kind of talk a lot about different things. So I think that's that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. So I I wouldn't really have like a (laughs) – an answer for, for anybody else, because it, a lot of it is trial and error. Yes. A lot of it is figuring out what's taking, what isn't going to take. And I, I would just focus on like what you're really good at. Like if you're a really good writer, like focus on, on writing articles or writing blogs. Um, if you're more of a creative type, like maybe focus on being a little bit more on the, on the creative side, or if you're funny, like focus on being funny. Like make people laugh. Right. I don't know. Just pick something that that you enjoy about yourself, or you like about yourself, or you know is a strength, and and maybe kind of hone it in in there. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but no,
0: it does make sense. And and so I think I think you're saying guys you don't need to be so conscious of branding that it makes you unnatural like just just do stuff
1: yeah and, I get that's and think about
0: you know is this is this natural to me if it's natural to you then it's on brand right
1: yes and 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 naturally that's how people are going to see you like they're going to see what you enjoy doing and what you don't like if they see that something that you're doing is forced they're going to be like Ugh. but if you're doing something in a natural way that's you um, that's where people are going to connect. And I think that's where your brand's going to start kind of evolving from there. I mean, I look at a brand as like, you know, like a, a flower, a seed, like you're planting a seed and you're watering it a little bit. And then suddenly like one day, it, like blossoms into this thing and you're like, wow, like that's my brand.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, you
1: know, like it blossomed into this really cool orchid or whatever you sunflower, you know? And I feel like that's kind of like with me, that's why I also have a butterfly emoji on my LinkedIn next to it because I feel like I was like this like caterpillar for so long and in this cocoon and I'm finally like this butterfly that I've like out there and I feel like I've metamorphosized into like who I actually am like this is me like I don't feel like obviously I'll grow and I'm going to learn about myself but I feel like at the core like I've I've learned who I am and that's like what helps my brand if you will
0: (laughs) That I know Wayne. Absolutely. So I mean, know who you, you are. And then <laughs> when you know who you are, and then you let people see it through yeah. the different platforms and different tools available. That is how you grow a brand and attract clients and do more business. Yeah, that's how it worked for me. It be that's how it works for everybody. Trust
1: the process. Like, really trust the process. Understand it is a process. It's a journey. Like that's what I tell people too. Like just even understanding where you're going with your brand, it's all a, a journey.
0: Absolutely. Let's, uh, I think that's the perfect segue to, uh, to wrap things up with our rapid fire questions, letting us get to know you even more. (laughs) Um, so with these just pick either, or you don't need to elaborate unless you want to.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then at the end, I'll ask you a couple open-ended questions. Okay. Facebook or Instagram, Instagram, Instagram or LinkedIn, LinkedIn books or podcasts, books, um, books or audiobooks?
1: Now audiobooks.
0: Okay. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Good call. Alexa <laughs> or Google Home? Neither. Why?
1: I don't use those things. Just, Sorry.
0: Yeah,
1: okay, I, Alexa, just because I guess everyone knows Alexa.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's it's funny. Like a year ago, I was I was gung ho. Alexa flash briefings. Like I don't I'm,
1: even use Siri.
0: <laughs> okay, now that's weird. You don't use. <laughs> I don't
1: use Siri either.
0: Yeah, whatever works for you. Whatever works. Burgers or pizza?
1: <gasps> well, now pizza because I don't eat meat anymore. Okay. Otherwise, it In and Out burgers.
0: Oh yes, love <laughs> double me double animal
1: style.
0: Yep, a little double double animal style. <laughs> yes. New York or L.A. L.A.
1: Sorry.
0: NFL or NBA?
1: Oh, NFL all the freaking way.
0: College or pro football?
1: Pro football.
0: Okay. But who's your team?
1: The Chargers.
0: Ah, the the traveling Chargers.
1: San yeah, Diego, right? I know. And now without rivers. Mm. Wah, wah, wah.
0: I, I honestly don't follow it all that much anymore. I played college football briefly at a little D two school. You know, nothing crazy. But uh big sports fan, I just I don't know. I just uh, kind of gravitated away from consuming it so much. Okay. I don't know, it's weird. Love it. Yeah, no, I love it too. It's weird. Um, mountains or beach? Uh,
1: beach for sure.
0: Podcasting or vlogging?
1: Podcasting. I'm not the best writer. Or no, that's a blogging. Vlog. No, not blogging. Yeah, blog. Okay, then yeah. blogging. Yes. Blogging? Sorry, I forget cool. that that like has shifted to vlog. Come on, we now. got
0: blog and vlog. I mean, how oh my you, goodness, how can you screw that up, Rick? Hell blog and vlog? Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's uh,
0: so many ridiculous names coming out. Uh, YouTube or Facebook Live?
1: YouTube, even though I don't do either.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uber or Lyft?
1: Uber, but I just downloaded Lyft.
0: I've. So I went I, to school
1: with the CEO, the founder of Uber, who got kicked out. Uh, was Travis. It Travis. Yeah, he was Did a Theta. Really? He was a Theta Xi, I think, at UCLA. Yeah, we. I remember him.
0: Really? That's yeah. Crazy. I didn't know
1: that until after the fact. They're like, dude, Travis was a Theta Zai at UCLA or whatever. And I was like, they're like, remember he was the one that da, da, da. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm sure there's some stories there. It sounds like. Yes. <laughs> uh, Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary Vee. And the most impactful book you've ever read?
1: Ooh. Um, the most impactful. That's a good question. Um, can I just say my favorite book? Yeah, <laughs> Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe.
0: Really, okay. that's my
1: all-time favorite book. Yeah,
0: and have you read but, it yeah. recently?
1: Um, I read it. I want to say maybe like ten years ago. Again, maybe really? I should go okay. pull it up again. Yeah, so
0: as an adult, you've read the book. Yes. Okay.
1: And Interesting. love the movies. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I have that side of me that little fantasy side.
0: Well, impactful means whatever you want it to mean. I mean, yeah, it means something different to every one of us. That's interesting. Yes, and and then what's an an app recommendation? Uh, any new apps that you're messing around with or that you're obsessed with?
1: Well, or are we old still apps? Um, I I'm not a big app person either, to be honest, but. I mean, should we plug Social Coach <laughs> coming
0: well, up? <laughs> we could, but that would be spilling the beans, Raquel. No, I know,
1: I know. But anyways, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know what? I like editing apps just because, once again, like the creative piece of it. Um, so, I guess the editing apps that I use, InShot, Beauty Plus. I, I like to play with those, but For I, I don't and do video. like games. I'm not like a a gamer either.
0: So, neither so. mind, neither yeah. mind. I think the last Have game I played system. was Candy Crush. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, and, and even then, that was that was uh not too often, but addictive for sure. Yes. I, I see how people get sucked into the. Yeah, but I, the, I
1: just that's just not my thing either. So
0: it's too much stuff to do. Yeah, it's too much work to be done. <laughs> for sure. Awesome, Raquel. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and uh, and uh, you know coming on, on the I show I today. I hope I made sense. Totally. I mean, look, sometimes everybody listening gets something different out of an episode at different times in different ways. Uh, Sometimes it could be something we just randomly said off the cuff that somebody needed to hear. So I, I think our conversation, it was, it was real. And so those that, those that need to find the value from it will. So I enjoyed
1: it. <laughs> okay, good. Because that's like my own thing. I get in my head where after I do a podcast or an interview or webinar, I'm always like, I really hope I said something of value in that because I tend to just am all over the place. That's just who I am as a person. That's, I think, why my brand's all over the place sometimes. Um, so yeah, so I, I get worried and then I, I get you know, like all kind of like, oh man, Raquel, like you need to be better be a little bit more eloquent when you speak and oh brother, all that other stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right. You See, need I get to it change good. everything about yourself. Yeah. I, I I always love that advice from dipshits. You you need to start doing something completely different than than you know. It's, yeah.
1: So I guess I'll just continue being a, a hot mess and a in a train wreck, but it's all good. Yeah.
0: And being wildly successful doing it. Strange. Yeah. It's weird how that works.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Raquel, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Talk soon. All right. Guys, branding is so important. It's so, branding is what leads to lead generation. If you don't have any kind of brand, aka reputation, then sure, you can get some leads, you can convert a few of them, but you're not gonna convert a large majority of them. You're, you're not gonna convert nearly as many as you, as you could have if people already knew who you were, if they'd seen you before. Branding is so key. It just takes longer to pay off. I promise you, branding is worth doing. Branding is absolutely Going to give you a return on your investment as long as you're doing the right things. Of course, you don't just you know throw money at the yellow pages or something like that. Uh, but don't just throw money at billboards just because you've seen billboards. Uh, you know you want to be a little little bit methodical and conscious of the way you spend your money. But for the most part, if you just get people to see you and they see you in a bunch of different places, that is going to lead to success. It just doesn't manifest as quickly as you may like it to, but that's why you've got to stay patient. Which It's interesting to hear myself say that I'm one of the most impatient people out there, but I am growing into more of a patient business person because I've seen the effects of, uh, of consistent work over time. It compounds the success compounds. And, and once you've experienced, wow, you know, maybe there actually is value in, uh, in patience. it's easier to be patient. So there you go, guys, Take action on something you learned today, please. And please share this podcast with somebody, with a friend, with a Facebook group. Post it on your story. Post it on Facebook. Post it on LinkedIn. Take a screenshot and just say, I love this episode. This was great, blah, 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 and and share it. That helps us out tremendously. And lastly, for all of you guys, I get a few questions a week where people are asking, what do you, you know, what kind of CRM should I get? What kind of I'm going to do a podcast. So what hosting platform should I use? Or what microphone should I use? Or, you know, what what kind of website should I get all that stuff? If you are ever wanting to know what I recommend, and you want some discounts on that stuff, just go to the resources page on the website, massiveagentpodcast.com podcast.com. It's massiveagentpodcast dot com slash resources. And I'm going to be updating that uh, soon with a bunch more stuff. So if you're hearing this, Uh, Well, whenever you're hearing this, I should have added some new stuff by then. Um, And the more the more I come in contact with products, services, platforms, tools that I really enjoy, I'm going to add them to the resources page so that you guys can uh, can take advantage. And I will negotiate as many discounts with those vendors as I possibly can. That's the nice thing about having a podcast audience is I can say, hey, I have X number of, of listeners. Um, you know, What kind of discount could you offer them if I put this on the website? And so uh, by you sharing and helping us to grow this grow the audience, you're helping yourself get some discounts on stuff you're going to use anyways, like real estate websites, CRMs, stuff on my Amazon store, all that stuff. So go to the resources page on massiveagentpodcast.com and check it out. And we'll be back next week. Guys, go sell some homes, go close some loans, have a great freaking 4th of July slash Independence Day weekend. I actually, it kind of bugs me that people say 4th of July instead of Independence Day. But, you know, you guys know what I mean. Let's celebrate the independence of this great nation this weekend. Be safe. Don't blow your freaking thumb off with a with an M80 or, you know, making those little M80s out of the ground bloom flowers. You know, put the pennies on the ends with the duct tape. You know what I'm talking about. You guys didn't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Because I used to do that shit all the time back in the day, blowing up flashlights and stuff. And I'm surprised I still have all my fingers. So don't go do the same. Take care, guys.